Welcome to Hami Media Group, or as the cool kids say, HMG. We're here to provide you with the very best entertainment alternative media has to offer. Thank you to all our supporters who have made us what we are today. Follow us on social media, video, and podcast platforms at Hameen Media Group. Become a subscriber to Hameen Media Group at Patreon.com for great free daily content as well as off-the-top-rope extras. Subscribe to our affiliate Patreon channels with a plethora of fun content on various tiers that will bring tears of joy to your eyes. Vince Russo's The Brand, The Rip Rogers FR Podcast, Stevie Ray TV, Goldilocks, The A Show with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter, The Two-Man Power Trip, Velvet Sky and Angelina Love, The Beautiful People, and now... The Larry Hankin Stories. Support your favorite HMG and independent pro wrestling talent at ProWrestlingTees.com. Enjoy the ultimate meal with Zordo's Ultra Premium Extra Virgin Olive Oil. Head over to ZordosOliveOil.com. Start your day with the best cup of joe, bro. Try a fantastic selection of flavorful coffee blends at TheBrosters.com. StevieRichardsFitness.com. Get off that couch and make a healthy change without leaving your home. Amazing resistance band and yoga workout programs at an affordable price that will help you become a band new you. Hear from the pros who live the biz, bro, with talent that have worked for every major organization led by the man who put the attitude back in pro wrestling and in your ear holes. It's got to be russosbrand.com bro again we'd like to thank you for joining us here at hmg and now it's time to be entertained Through the years, we all remember when we first witnessed a national tragedy. We remember the good times and the bad times through either a song, a TV show, a monumental sports achievement, or even the smell of a particular food from when we were young. Welcome to the show that will take you on a journey through time to relive those iconic moments. Welcome. RTW Rewind, where old school rules. So, without any further delay, let's introduce you to the host of the show, Rad Rob Rob Francois. All right, all right, we are live on the Hameen Media Group. This is RTW Rewind. I'm your host, Radicalized Rob Rob Francois. I am joined by fellow HMG comrade, one of the hosts of the A Show, as the producer of the A Show, with Aaron Stevens and April Hunter. He is the multi-talented, big Ray's best friend, according to Ray. Best friend, best friend, definitely. Yeah, he's not my kayfabe best friend like Andrew Bellin. <laughs> right? Uh, you recognize the golden pipes of Mister Kylan Weissong. What's going on, brother? Oh, what's going on, Rob? Thank you for having me on the show. First and foremost. Uh, this is a good time. I've listened to a lot of the other shows that everybody's been on. Uh, Rick Vickery's food episode was awesome. That dude, uh, there's nothing he loves more than Charlotte than than food. I guess you know that's that's the only thing. It's it's food and then Shar Shar like it's somewhere. 
Yeah, it's very, it's very like paper edge close. That's how <laughs> close it is. Well, uh, you know, he uh, he hijacked my show, which, you know, I let him do willingly because, you know, he is such a connoisseur of the food. Everybody knows uh, Rick Vickery eats out, you know, Vickery Fitness or whatever the hell he probably RBV Fitness. RBV Fitness. That's right. Uh, I'm sure Stevie Richards loves that shit. I, I wonder if you poked him in the stomach, if he would make this noise. <laughs> it's quite possible. We should try that actually one day. <laughs> in August for his uh, his next wrestling event at the at the wine mixer. Uh, so I'll definitely do that and see what happens. Uh, you know when I poke him. Catalina wrestling mixer. I love it. <laughs> well, I appreciate you being here, man. Uh, it's our first time actually talking uh, somewhat face to face. Yeah, uh, I've been a big fan of your work. Uh, it's good to have you on the show. I'm looking forward to talking some GI. Joe, uh, all my guests pick their topics. This is the one that you picked. I don't know why, but we're about to find out. <laughs> uh, how far back does your uh, your fandom for GI Joe go? Uh, okay, so I was born in '84, um, and I had a brother who was five years older than me. So of course, I played with a lot of the toys that he had, and of course, he was into the Transformers, the Turtles, the GI Joes. I was as well. Um, so I, I kind of carried on and, and my favorite thing about the GI Joe toys, uh, is the articulation, um, as, as a person who enjoyed wrestling, um, my brother, uh, again, he, he's the one that got me into wrestling really. And, uh, I would watch him like he was, you know, you, you saw the tweet the other day where the guy was like, uh, oh, I wonder what the IWC would have been like, uh, if Twitter had been around, da, 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 da. like, well, my brother was the dude on the message boards trading the tapes, doing all like he was the original like IWC, if you want to call it that. And he would take uh, a dice, like a six, like a, just a normal die. And he would play like uh, wrestlers with the GI Joes or with the turtles. He'd have like entrances and everything. And like one guy would be the odds. The other one would be the evens. And he'd roll the dice and do And If you got three moves first, you'd get the pin and win the match. So I watched him play like that. And then, just the the things that you could do with them, like I said, the articulation, uh, the the amount of you know toys these days. Imagine if the WWE toys had the articulation, the things that you could do with the Jax figures. You know, if they if they bent at the waist or even twisted at the the wrist. Um, I, I think the only other toy that I've found that's like that out there is uh, the Gundam models. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played with those or seen those, Rob? I've seen them. Yeah, I've seen. Them. Um, so you build them yourself. And then they have like over a hundred points of articulation that you can like move them with, and and that that's fun too because in yourself you can build them. But the old GI Joes, you could build them. There's they had the little screw in the back. You break one, you just you get you get two snake eyes. You break one, you just take the other body apart, pick it, put it back together, or you get mix match uh, GI Joes from the different parts that you can find if if any of them break and things like that. that that's something that we used to do too with the, the little rubber band in the waist. Uh, that that just the whole series too. Like I don't get why uh nostalgia reasons why like turtles uh he-man a a lot of these other uh cartoons and things that we watched back in the day get so much praise but you never really hear about gi joe and and you you might have some theories behind that i i honestly think it's the military stuff i don't know why it's not as as upfront as some of these uh other fantastical uh shows that we watched when we were kids I mean, it's possible that it's a military thing, uh, especially like, hey, you tell your parents, I want to grow up and be like J.I. Joe. And they're like, man, the fuck you are, uh, you know, and he man was like, you know, a mythical figure with, the, you know, he's fucking jacked. He's got the sword and all that. So he's slaying fucking wilderbeast or whatever. I, I don't even know. 
Um, but turtles, though, I have to admit, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that that kind of was my jam growing up. I mean, of course, of course. I mean, I, I get it. I get it. You're biased. It's more marketable, I guess. You yeah. Know what I mean, like it's marketable to kids. I guess soldiers pretty much aren't really marketable to kids. And I'm assuming that's that's what they thought of. But, you know, there's still a big, you know, huge base of fans when it comes to G.I. Joe. And I mean, they've they've had a pretty good run. Uh, they're still making movies for Christ's sakes, you know, 34 yeah, years yeah. later. I, I'm not going to tell I haven't been a big fan of the live action movies. Like I, I just feel yeah. like it's not the same. I feel like with cartoons like anime, you can just do so much more with your imagination with the cartoon than you can with some of these live action. But I, I guess the CGI has gotten better, better now, but I just feel like they're not sticking true to the characters. And, and maybe, maybe that's just me again, being the nostalgia act because I remember the comic books, like mm-hmm. they would, they would, have characters die in the comic books like why can't i feel like they do it but with the, the kitty gloves on when they try to do it when they it should just be like this they, they should treat it like the marvel movies like it should be just like that like where you get the oh my god is cobra gonna do it like just all of that stuff you know like sometimes he succeeds sometimes he doesn't i, I agree i mean i just it makes me wonder like what is there left to do when it comes to J. Joe universe that they haven't done? I mean, you had a long run in the cartoons, you had a long run in the comics. Yeah, the movies haven't been up to par. Uh, when you, especially when you compare them to other, you know, comic movies, the franchises, yeah, the franchises. Um, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say I hated the movies. I'm actually looking forward to the new one that's coming out in October. Oh, it's it's about Snake Eyes. I I could yeah. definitely get down behind that, especially if they do the origin story and everything right. Right now, that they can really strike money on. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, hey, Gam Wolfers in the house. What's going on, brother? Wolfers. Um, you know, growing up as a kid in the eighties, because I'm I'm a little bit older than you. I was born in seventy six. Uh, I do remember when the cartoon was on originally, uh, and it's something we talked about off air. Is a big thing that really pushed them to the forefront was their relationship with Sergeant Slaughter, because he mm-hmm. was real life, you know, GI Joe. Uh, so that was a great partnership between the two and, and kind of had that that crossover, uh, you know, connection with WWF back in the day. Uh, so was a, whoever came up with that idea, uh, it was a really smart marketing campaign. It's smart. Yeah. him on board for sure. Well, if you look at a lot of Vince's character work in the, the late 80s, early 90s, it's a lot of just like uh, just straight characters. And you get a lot of that with with G.I. Joe. And now I'm looking at your background, you know, the, they have the native American guy and it's probably because he looks too stereotypical as the native American guy, but you got to think it was, it's all inclusive. You've got snake eyes who's supposedly the, the deaf, dumb and blind guy. You've got Scarlet. You've got lady J you've got the sailor guy with his parrot. You've got the, the native American there. Like, I mean, it's, it's, you've got, uh, African American characters that are, that are in the show prominently. A basketball player that just spoke in like sports talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you you had a little bit of everything, and yeah. and and even the the, I I think that too is why I kind of correlated a lot with wrestling because the characters were so much like the WWE characters, and Sergeant Slaughter was such a great fit. I mean, even let's take a guy like Hulk Hogan, like yeah, he was like Mister Eighties, Mister Early Nineties, but Slaughter I think killed a lot of that when he did the turn. But I think he was still prominent in some of the the GI Joe stuff. But it it he was still just as big a star as Hogan, if you think about it. Like he he was prominent in the second series that came out after the movie. He was more of a prominent character. Did the voiceover stuff for it, and like you said, was kind of carried the flagship as like, hey, that's a name that I see 
I'm going to go watch the show or interact with that product because of Sergeant Slaughter. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, and that's kind of like I saw him first on that before I actually saw him on WWF TV. I didn't learn about him as a wrestler until after the fact because I was watching a lot of people. There's probably a lot of people that were like that. Yeah. So when I saw him, I was like, what is the G.I. Joe guy doing on here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he, he wasn't really he wasn't really around that much when I started watching wrestling around 88. Um, but I saw, you know, old clips of him and all that. Uh, and then when he came back and did the turn uh, in 90, was it 91? I think it was like late 90. Was it 91? I, I'm fucking old. I can't remember. But when he came back and, and did the whole Iraqi thing, I was like, G.I. Joe fucking turned. <laughs> yeah, he turned. He's, oh my God, Cobra's coming out. Where's Destro? Oh my gosh, is, Zart, is he Zartan? He's really just Zartan. It's not really Slaughter. <laughs> so that really took me uh, by surprise, and that was, that was a big shock. So, um, I learned obviously I learned about him as a wrestler much much later. Watched you know his his great matches at MSG you know, in, the, in the late seventies, early eighties. I mean he was he was a great worker and he could bump his ass off too for a bigger guy. Well, uh, he knew his character. What does what does Hamin say about the character? Character is going to get you over no matter what. And and yeah. GI Joe was him to a T playing his character and and kind of what I mentioned to earlier. I think that's why I like GI Joe so much is because you have so many different characters and they get to see, be seen as main players. I mean, in Turtles, you had your four main guys. Yeah. They'd bring in the the periphery characters every once in a while. I mean, I was a big Turtle fan. I I got I um, did you see the picture of like the the box of toys my brother found that was like a, a a shared bin of all of our action figures and stuff? Like I have, it's probably yeah. mostly turtles because I used to still play with my GI Joe so much that I ended up losing all of my GI Joes. Right. Uh, but but the the turtles I still have a lot of turtles, a lot. And I was I was big into turtles too, but I I had a GI Joe tent. I the you know the uh, it was like the tank tent and it had like a little inflatable. Uh, Top Gun that you could shoot and you could pop up out of the front, like yeah, it was. I was total. I was a total GI Joe mark. <laughs> and they had a. I mean, they made a lot of money off the action figures. Which, oh, yeah. if you have any originals today that are you know still packaged, uh, I'm not sure what they're going for, but I can I can only imagine. There's. Uh, uh, I actually pulled some of that up. There's a Snake Eyes. Uh, I've got actually the top ten most expensive uh, GI Joe toys, and uh, one is a the fridge Melaway. So uh, the fridge, he had this big, huge, giant hammer. You could mail away and get the fridge. He's worth about two hundred bucks. Okay. Uh, let's see, the most expensive one. There's a Snake Eyes that goes for two thousand one hundred dollars. It's a, a version two Snake Eyes. Um, let's see, one of the nurse dolls. There's a Cobra Commander that's worth about five thousand dollars because instead of the Cobra, it's got like a Mickey Mouse. Uh, head looking thing on it. There's a variant for that one. And the number one most expensive item is the G.I. Joe Vamp and Hal Sears exclusive. Um, and it goes for like 7,500 bucks. But I'm sure you could probably, like you said, if you have some original ones still in the package or still just in good condition, you could probably sell it on the aftermarket for a couple hundred dollars, if not like 50 to 100 bucks on some. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, they had a ton of figures. I was just looking at the list, like from 82 to 94. Um, there was at least, what, 100? 100, 100 and they plus? spawned off other ones. They remember the Mortal yeah. Kombat ones that came out? Ooh. Like even yeah. WMAC Masters kind of mocked the uh, the 3.79 or 3.75 inch figures that came out, like the ones yeah. that we were talking about with like the rubber band 
yep. body and the and the, the all the articulation. Like there were so many other companies that either paired up with them or you know copied that design. I mean, even the dollar store or the you know the Walgreens CVS GI Joes were kind of exactly the same. And I I never wondered, like I never could figure out why they got rid of that toy. I mean, that's like such a good design for a toy. And I was so disappointed when the GI Joes GI Joes moved back to like the the stiffer design where it only like moved at certain points. I, I was I was crushed and I stopped buying GI Joes at that point in time. <laughs> Did you really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was done with the toys. I was like, oh, this is not like I'm. I, you give me you give me filet mignon for for twenty years, and then you turn around and give me a a, a five dollar steak that's like well done and overcooked like what do you think i'm gonna do i'm gonna just look at you like what where the hell's my filet mignon like what the, <laughs> fuck you cutting your costs and all that type of shit like give me the toy that i want uh lab rat candace spaceman welcome to the chat good to have you guys here yeah you know it's, it's funny um i like the fact that while there was so many like real american hero characters uh they had just as many cobra command too i mean Overall, they probably had like 300 fucking, you know, figures out there. And it's like, yep. that's that's printing money, you know, back in the 80s, you know, because every kid wanted to have, you know, all of them. And if you wanted an army, think about it. You can't just have one of the Venom soldiers. You have to have like multiple ones of them. So like because you got to have the one, the guys that die, you got to have the fodder, you know, like you got to buy the the normal uh blue closed uh, uh soldiers that were there uh the, the the nurse was one of the most expensive ones it was not in it was in the top 10 i think it's like top three um because i just i had that pulled up let me see i can tell you um how's it going buddy uh, number four it goes for about 3500 bucks the gi nurse but it's yeah it's more of the old school like the original figures that came out that's like a ken and a barbie doll um because those those came out first like in this i think the 70s i think 60s or 70s what's funny is uh you know do you have an issue with them changing up some of the characters like ripcord that's behind me like they change him to an african-american at, at one point um, i don't care about any of that like uh, it's that that type of stuff doesn't bother me as you much don't go as deep it. into the lore because i mean there are people that are hardcore fans are like why are you doing that like you know, making a black Superman now or something like that. Like people. No, just, I mean, come on, right come on. Shaq was Shaq was the original black Superman. Like it's it's okay. Like it, it. I don't get we. It's been happening for millennia that people have been changing race and characters and creeds and stuff like that on people. Like I mean, more people were upset when they made Captain America Hydra. Like that, that, they had to retcon that faster than they've done anything else. Like oh my god, you can't make Captain America Hydra. I mean, yes, we can. We can do whatever the hell we want. We just we just killed Wolverine. Like right, mm, yeah. Mm, we can do whatever we want with your comic books. I mean, even Deadpool. You know, not to get sidetracked. I mean, GI Joe is a Marvel property. I, I think or was a Marvel yeah, property at one was. point in time. Was, but it was, yeah. But but uh, uh, Deadpool. A lot of people don't remember Deadpool came out and he was like one of the strongest mutants characters or whatever in existence. He could teleport. He was, mm-hmm. and then he had all his abilities with the guns and healing and all that other stuff. They were like, "Yeah, we got to take the teleportation thing away from him, and we got to take this." Like they took like little things because they realized, like, "All right, he's gonna be a main character, but now he's like super OP compared to like what you know what we have the yeah. other characters." I mean, he can't die. Isn't that good enough? You know what I mean? Like, well, he can teleport. You know, <laughs> like they, right, they yeah. took that from him. Like, yeah. So mm. it doesn't make sense, but I mean, I, I get it. Uh, I mean, even DC took liberties back in the, I think it was the late 70s. Maybe it was even the 60s. My dad had, it was a huge comic book. It was like that freaking big. Uh, Muhammad Ali versus Superman. 
and they actually fought in the comics and and I guess somebody had kryptonite involved or whatever and kryptonite, yeah, kryptonite he, in the gloves. I can see it. I can see yeah, Ali doing that. Superman. So I like, mean dip the dip the wraps in like a kryptonite like which thing. I can see doing. You know what I mean? He was a smart guy. Uh but yeah, I mean they killed Superman in the comics and somehow brought him back. I mean, then they brought they they broke Batman's back. I mean it yeah. happens. It, it yeah. happens. Yeah. It, it uh, happens. What the fuck are we talking about? Oh yeah, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Do you ever play the video games? I did. I was uh, a a Nintendo one of the Nintendo ones. I can't remember which one it was. Let me look it up. Uh was one of my favorite ones because I you could play as the uh different Nintendo characters. Uh mm-hmm. there was sorry, two the G.I. Joe's. Yeah, there was two on the NES. Um yeah, 1991, the original G.I. Joe came out, and then they had a spinoff after that, uh, the Atlantis Factor. I think the Atlantis Factor was one that I played. Uh, it was mostly the Nintendo Nintendo games that I played because I wasn't too... Again, I, I was into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle games, honestly. Like, the, the arcade. The arcade yeah. one was, like, the, the best because you could, you could go to the arcade and play it and come home and, and not have to worry about putting tokens in there. True. Uh, it was yeah. The that's one of the things where GI Joe kind of lacked. They they didn't have quite the the game um, aspect of it as as like the turtles did because the turtles just came heavy with with the fighting games with. Uh... <laughs> yep, that's why I'm telling you. That's why I got off the bandwagon a long time ago. Like if they did Call of Duty with it, or they they did the skins, like that make it better. something like that. Yeah. Like that would yeah. be cool because I think there's. Fortnite did some, I believe. Uh, I think they Fortnite did some skins. I think there was like a Snake Eyes or a Storm Shadow mm-hmm. skin that was out there. And I mean, even with the new Snake Eyes movie, that would be a perfect way for you to get in on some of these bandwagons with some of these other franchises and games that are out there. I mean, we've seen it. We've seen Mortal Kombat pull characters in. We've seen uh, if you're into Super Smash Brothers for Nintendo, they pull in you know other genres like Street Fighter Universe was in there, and and uh, we've had Marvel and DC come together. Uh, that's something they could easily do for the release of the movie is just, yeah, throw in Snake Eyes or, or some of the Cobra Commander or whatever, G.I. Joe. Yeah, I mean, Destro, yeah, Cobra old, Commander. Yeah, downloadable characters for whatever Duke, game. Yeah. You know, Beachhead. <laughs> just like, just random characters that you have. Yeah, it's Spaceman. Uh, I had the Army Men growing I did up. those too. Yeah, they were usually uh, the fodder for the good guy side because that was another point I was going to make. Like, Cobra had all these foot soldiers, basically, that would go out and get killed. But like the GI Joe, you know they had like their own like little like young lion GI Joes that they'd send out on the front line because there's no way the 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 ten guys that you see on the show every day could battle this whole army right, <laughs> right, right. as in front of him. They're it's almost you, like you just didn't get to see those guys. Yeah, like Star Wars, the stormtroopers. Like how many stormtroopers are there? Like and they're the worst freaking like soldiers ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're worse. I mean, think about GI Joe. There's constantly blue and red bolts flying back and forth, and nobody's getting shot. Like so, both sides are completely terrible. And until it's like comes up to like Snake Eyes, Duke, or Lady J, yeah. or somebody like that to come in and and actually do something. Why is why is that a thing? I, I don't even know. Like why <laughs> creates an army like that? Like untrained soldiers that can't shoot. Can't, we can't shoot for shit. Get on the front line. You're gonna be yeah, the first guy. Get out there. Right, <laughs> they're just pawns. They're just pawns. Uh, Gam says he remembers playing Cobra Commander in the NES with the helicopter gimmick. Yeah, I do. I do remember that too. Um, I mean, there's. I, yeah, I vaguely remember that as well. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I do remember that. Um, see, like 
I liked G.I. Joe growing up, but again, like I was into the Transformers. You know, what I mean, I was into the Turtles. Like when I got my first Transformer, it's like, oh, it's a fucking like I forgot. I don't know, it's a car. It's a fucking uh, hot dog cart or whatever. I don't fucking know, but um, you know, it was just cool that you could have you know two different things and you know watching the cartoons and yeah, there was nothing cooler than the Autobots, dude. And you know, I wasn't a I wasn't a fan of the heels back in the day, but you know, when Optimus Prime died in the movie, I'm sorry, no, that was. That was, that was definitely sad. Starscream yeah. had Starscream cussed. You know, it's yeah, yeah. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> but I mean, that was like, and then when the live action movies came out, they actually did a decent job with it. So why did they drop the ball with the GI Joe movies? And you know, when they have all you know all the technology, all the CGI that they could do with Transformers, why haven't they written good GI Joe movies in? I, it's got to be whoever's behind th- these movies, like because it how, how it war it's a war. Like, how can you mess up a war movie? Like, it's it's pretty much what it is. Or do something that's like a thriller, or like because I think they they there was comedy even in the show. Like, you could have that comedic aspect to it. Like, it, it's it. I don't know. I I mean, Canada Spaceman says the GI Joe movies were awesome. I I don't know about the live action ones. I feel like I watched like the first one and was kind of like, mm, but I'm a I'm a mark for the 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 actual cartoon movie where. You know, he turns into a serpent. They, they there's all this cloning stuff. It's Sergeant Slaughter again is you know like running the show. Like it, right, it's it's a uh, it's so much better. And again, like with books and comic books, you can use your imagination. With cartoons, you can c- draw and do anything. Like some of my favorite shows, like Cowboy Bebop and Berserker, are, are cartoons. You know, they're not actual live action shows. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm no, not a big fan of like Game of Thrones and stuff like that. Dude, I'm not either, which is funny. Like, I, I guess I don't get into like overhyped things. Like, I never watched uh, Walking Dead. Uh, never really got into Game of Thrones. I never liked The Hobbit or any of the Lord of the Rings shit and all that came out. And I mean, like, people fucking obsess over that. Harry Potter. Like, I don't know. For whatever reason, I never got into like. You know, I like The Hobbit because the first one I saw was the cartoon version that we rented at the library. Oh, there you go. And it was a cartoon. Like yeah. I could use my imagination with the Hobbit fighting the dragon for the gold ring and all that stuff. Like, yeah, I mean, speaking of hobbits, uh, how was uh, Ray's wedding that you went to? Oh, uh, he's actually a very giant hobbit. Uh, really? Ray's, Ray's Ray's wedding was awesome. Uh, we got small. to go to New York. Um, I hung out small. with uh, Billy Ray Valentine um, and uh, got to partake in this uh, awesome. They go to this awesome bar. It's like an Irish bar that they go. They, he said they go two times a month for the last seven years is, is what Ray said. So he's very in with the owner, uh, Mary O. Uh, she's really awesome. Like uh, we went, hung out at the bar. She, she gave us free shots, um, took nice. care of us with the food wise. Like they make an awesome shepherd's pie. Like that's what she's known for. Like mm-hmm. it is, it is dope. I had a $40 uh, pastrami sandwich at Cat's Deli. Yes, sir. Canada Spaceman. Uh, yeah, you got to get the pastrami. Uh, yeah. It would have probably been a hundred bucks had the fiend gotten something, but she was like, mm. yeah, that's, yeah, that's, um, it was delicious though. Uh, but Mary O's, it was very cool because we, we went the night before for Ray's wedding or whatever. And then Sunday, uh, uh, I actually asked the fiend, uh, to marry me. Oh, I proposed or whatnot. Uh, she said, yes. So we went back to Mary O's looking for food and she remembered us. <laughs> like like was like hey guys let it out and we were like oh we were just looking for some food and she was like no i closed the kitchen and i was like oh you know we just got like engaged and she was just like 
oh my god like she treated us like the family like how ray sees us and stuff like that it was so awesome i will always go back to mario's and go see uh mary and and the establishment and stuff like that and support her and and her business over there in new york it's just it's awesome that is really really cool and congratulations yeah. yes. oh thank you thank you yes yeah we we did a horse and carriage ride um through rockefeller center through central park and all that type of stuff it was it was a lot of fun i've never never done anything like that before and, and getting kind of the tour seeing the history and the architecture of like downtown new york that's a that's another thing i like i like old cities i'll go to i went to chicago by myself and just wandered downtown just looking at the architecture and everything that's just just around you thank god you didn't wander in the wrong parts of chicago because uh that's true i did have a guy try to clean my shoes while i was walking down the street oh no shit yeah yeah yeah. he was like 20 bucks i'll clean your shoes and then he just started cleaning my shoes (laughs) and i'm just like uh i didn't i was like dude stop he's like well i cleaned one of them you still owe me some money and i'm like (laughs) Hey, like, here's awesome. 10 bucks. Here's you 10 bucks. Be, Go away. Got to give him credit for hustling. Uh, I, do, I do have to know before we move on. Uh, did Ray cry? Uh, yes. He sang. Have, he cried. Uh, I think I do have footage of it. Yes, I, 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 I do. I have him singing. He doesn't sing very often. And uh, he sang at his wedding, which was he's got a beautiful voice. Don't. No, don't, he don't. Don't, don't besmirch that man. He is. Uh, he's not only a lover, he's a fighter and he's a damn fine singer. That's right. That's right. He's a global icon and a national treasure. Uh, no, I, I love Ray, but I do want to see him cry because that's just. That's what awesome. would his GI Joe name be? That's a good one. Um, <laughs> smooth jazz. Smooth jazz. <laughs> I like that. That's I, I can see it. He'd have that that sexy voice. He'd have to do his voiceover voice. He would the yeah. whole entire time. <laughs> Ben Hamid uh, would definitely fit in as a character uh, on the Cobra side of, of G.I. Joe as well. See, like it, character work, it just fits. Like you can just take like just all kinds of different characters and just plug them into G.I. Joe and they would they would work. Like I'm sure Rambo, you could have a Rambo guy show up, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like they pretty much had him. Like I said, it was 300 fucking characters for the show. I mean, <laughs> was, like, uh, who, who are some of your favorites? Uh, you know, throwing out some of the characters. I mean, um, some of my favorites, uh, like I said, Sergeant Slaughter was, was probably, you know, the, the guy, um, it's hard for me to remember names. Like, and it, uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, like, uh, you put uh, me at the spot now and I'm like, uh, Zuka, uh, Beachhead were some of the main ones. Um, God, I've got like this alphabetical list and it's just so that's why I have ripcord behind me. Cause that yeah. Was- yeah. Ripcord was one of my favorites. Uh, there, yeah, there's so many different, like peripheral ones but there's like flint duke of course dusty um dusty was like the first guy that you saw like wearing the camo and the paint you're just like what is up with this dude yes um Uh, let me look at the list here if i you know bad guys of course uh you know uh zartan because he could like shape shift um destro destro was a solid choice because he you could always tell he 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 as much as cobra commander was this like chaotic evil character he still had this aloofness about him. And and Destro was that one that was like, why why am I under this dude? And he finally does like take over. But the whole entire time, Destro's like, why am I what is what is what is wrong with me? Like I could crush this dude and just take over. Like, why do I take orders from him? Yeah, for sure. Uh Altitude was was one of my favorites. Okay, uh, yeah. Uh who else? Barrel roll, uh bazooka. I had uh I think six might have been one that we had, and I always uh like I said, I mentioned the wrestling of it. Um, I would use he he'd have his like diver boots on, 
Yeah. And I would always use them as like weighted boots. Like if he kicked you with the boots, it was over. Like that was like his like a uh, finisher kind of thing. Like Lex Luger with the loaded forearm. Mm-hmm. He had the loaded boots. Yeah. You didn't want to get kicked by deep six. Uh, Blowtorch was cool. Uh, I like this freaking gimmick. Like you had the, the mask on. He had, like, and a the red, red suit. Yeah. yeah the little pouch. Of, uh, the, the episode I was watching uh, beforehand, uh, it, the G.I. Joes are so inept too. Um, <laughs> like the, the guy, there's a, a, a certain um, particle that they're protecting. It's like a, an element or something that they need. And the guy's like, oh, well, this gas will do this and we got to keep it in this thing. And a janitor just comes in. And the janitor foils like the GI, like he spills water on the floor, throws a bucket. One of the guys gets his foot caught in the bucket. Uh, the other two, Wild Bill and uh, Blowtorch, mm-hmm. are trying to get the bucket off dude's foot. And instead of trying to go and fight the guy, uh, one of the other guys gets a mop to the face. And it's just like th- this single janitor is beating up four GI Joes <laughs> and stealing the, 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 the element and getting out of there. Like, then you find out it's Zartan and you're like, oh, okay, I, I get that now. Like, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. But it's, uh, it's just funny to see them all get foiled. And then later on, like Cobra Commander does something stupid and they get everything right back. Yeah, Cobra Commander was. was <laughs> Storm Shadow, if I would have to say, is probably uh, one of my favorite ones as well on, on the Cobra side. His story, um, I mean, he's had several different stories. I mean, he, he went from being an ultimate heel, that silent killer, just like Snake Eyes, to actually. Uh, turn, having the baby face turn um, as they kind of retconned his story a little bit, like what you and I were talking about, where he actually served with Snake Eyes and then with Vietnam. And then he uh, he actually joined Cobra to clear his name and to do like like he infiltrated Cobra. And then that's when he turned face and joined the G.I. Joe's again. Like so they they have all kinds of different stories and stuff that they they could do. Metalhead was my fave Cobra. That's saying bang, yeah. I wish I could do that. And then uh, there were the the twins. Yep. Uh Tomax and Zemot. They were some uh, mainstays. Blizzard uh was cool. Um Big Lob was the, the former basketball player that just smoked spoken sports commentator jargon. Like like really do like <laughs> who thought that had to be a character in an army? Yeah. Hey, hey the, uh, um I think the Harlem Globetrotters were kind of popular at the time. So that, that's where that's, that well, that's a good that point. crossover could probably have been, you know. That is, that is a good point. Uh, let's see. Bulletproof, I remember. Uh, Cloudburst. Cold, Cold Front is like the coolest name to me. Um, you know, I'm going to go. Gung Ho was the, uh, I think he was the, the guy with the, the Navy tattoo on his chest. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. That's right. Uh, let's see. I'm pulling down the list here. Hollow Point. <laughs> He's a sniper. Yeah. Go figure. Um, some of those are pretty self-explanatory. They, they had somebody called Law and Order. <laughs> Spe- special Victims Unit. Right? <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and watch some of this stuff just to just find it. Well, well it's a good thing that you say that because uh, uh, anyone watching right now, I, I'm, I, I didn't know this. Uh, you know, they, they promote that June is Pride Month and June is all these other things. It's actually G.I. Joe Month as well. It, that's something they kind of push behind all the other uh, hoopla that goes on in June and, and Hasbro, the YouTube channel, if you just type in search Hasbro, they're live streaming all these old GI Joe cartoons. And uh, you like, I think they're in full. I think they even have the PSA at the end. And that's the other thing. Mm-hmm. What, yeah. what other shows were giving you PSAs? Like don't go touch a live wire. That's just been disconnected. Like you weren't getting that from turtles. 
He man, he man wasn't coming up to you in his like Adam character, like, "Hey guys, uh, don't don't take drugs. It's bad for you." <laughs> like, no, because he man's clearly like jacked up on B twelve. Well, yeah, no shit, right? Yeah, um, that's that's hilarious. No, I for, I forgot about the PSAs, but I'm gonna, definitely gonna go check that out on the Hasbro YouTube channel just to refresh my memory. Because I mean, dude, I like last time I saw the cartoon was probably when it aired. You know, like fucking 1984 85 somewhere around there is when i started watching it so it's been a long time uh, i i've like they say I, i've forgotten more than most people will ever learn that's really fucking true yeah no I, and i'm i'm right there with you there's so there's so many cartoons that like you and i probably know from like watching them that that kids aren't ever going to know like the toys that we played with and some yeah. of these like uh you don't hear a lot about like superhuman samurai cyber squad now that might be a little bit out of your age range but you you seem to have kind of stayed with like the nerdy stuff throughout mm. your life so yeah. you might have been into that like uh like i mean it had uh oh, god i can't think of his name right now he was in clue he was in rocky horror picture show um uh who was the actor that played the bad guy in that tim curry tim curry tim was curry. like the bad like they had tim curry for this show like it, you can't go wrong with a, a, an evil guy like that uh the toys for those were awesome too yeah um yeah. i mean dude a lot of kids like you know, a lot of people nowadays won't even know what Power Rangers were for fuck's sake. You know what I mean? That's like true. that yeah. was like early nineties. And if they do, it's like the star, whatever <laughs> new like fantasy universe Power Rangers or whatever it is now. Like right. and they've kind of retconned all that stuff too, where it's like they're all in the same universe. Because I think they've had like Jason's come back. I think Tommy's come back. Like I think they've had people come back and do that show. Like uh yeah, that Power Rangers was another thing that was just crazy. It was it just blew up out of nowhere. Yeah, for sure. Like it really did. And I was older by then, but I'm like, what the fuck are we talking about? And I go back. Yeah, and I, I definitely stopped going outside to sit down and watch Power Rangers when I was a kid. Right. Just like, all right, I, I have to watch this first before I yeah. go outside. But like uh, GI Joe's just gave me so much more of this. Like I, like I would set up huge battles in our, my living room between like GI Joe's and have them like in positions and do all this other stuff. Like my whole <laughs> living room and house was just like, a huge battlefield and it usually the, of course the joes would win it might get down to like one character being alive and then er, of course uh in my imagination everyone if you win everyone comes back to life that was on that <laughs> side so they're like oh yeah you you won and we all get to come back to life it's it's all fun that's so cool i could see you doing that like <laughs> flank from the left frank flank from the left just set everybody up in military situations and then like i said i'd use the dice i'd let the dice you know temp fate it's almost like uh it's like a weird dungeons and dragons with your like action figures but without a 28 sided die you're just using the six but i like what your brother did like you know fucking wrestling and everything and all that like i had the blue wwf ring and all that like if if i would have had all those figures i probably would have done the same thing yeah um and i wish i actually i wish i still had some of my hasbro (laughs) i used the dragon balls no no wolfers i I didn't know about dragon ball z at this time they just had they they defeated cobra and the good of defeating Cobra just brought everyone back to life. <laughs> That's true. So they yeah. can do it all again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Dragon Ball Z and like Pokemon and all that. Like that was way beyond me. I was in my twenties when that shit came out. So yeah, I I remember I was a senior in high school when uh, Goku finally went um, Super Saiyan for the first time on like American television, and and kids don't understand the length of time that you had to wait from when they they didn't have all the episodes fully dubbed and like Goku would get to Namek and then it would restart with Dragon Ball all the way. And you just, you get to this point where like, Oh, Goku just made it to Namek 
And then they go right back to him being a kid. You're like, what the, what the hell is this? Like, he was about to go kick butt, and now he's like a tiny little kid again. And then it just it, they would go back through the series and get to that point and start right back over. And they might show the movies in between, but it was mostly you had to wait. And it was probably a good six years uh, that that before we actually got them processing the the episodes and and dubbing them and getting them over in America. Yeah, it was it was best back in the late nineties, early two thousands. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, and I, I I missed all that, but that's great storytelling. I mean, that is long term story development, and that's that's something that you don't really see anymore. No, uh, you, you know, don't. Wait, waiting six years for a payoff. I mean, well, the vet, the vet will tell you um, that One Piece is is even better than uh, Dragon Ball Z, and and he's tried to get me to watch One Piece. Um, I, no- you should bring him on to talk about One Piece. That would be. I don't know if you know anything about One Piece. Uh, well, it would be schooly in it. That's fine. It would be very exciting. It's 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 kind of like a new age Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Luffy is like this pirate kid, and they have these uh, devil fruits. And um, if you eat a devil fruit, you get a certain power, but you also get a negative thing, like uh, you can't swim anymore. So no. like you would basically, if you get thrown in the water, you drown. But all of these people that eat these devil fruits become pirates and they're on these ships traveling and around on the ocean. And it's like if you fall in the water, you're you're dead yeah. regardless. So but it's like Dragon Ball Z where he um, he he gets to a certain point where he can't beat a certain person and mm-hmm. then he gets that next power. And then it's another series where him and his friends get beat up by a stronger monster or bad guy. And then he gets another power like it's 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 exactly in that same kind of mold. But I think the uh, the character development's a little bit different, you know, and than than kind of Vegeta and those guys. But he right. he he's this lovable Luffy's this lovable like monkey dude <laughs> that's got like stretchy powers. He's like Reed Richards. <laughs> that's really yeah yeah yeah. I, I actually might check that out uh, and then have the vet on because you know I that does sound pretty cool. Like you know you get this super amazing power, but then there's just something that you can't do anymore that you could always do, and it's like oh like. Do you take the risk? Do you not take the risk? Like that's that's kind of cool. That's that's kind of a cool life lesson. Yeah, because there's uh, times that they use it as a trope. Like he does fall in the water, and it's all about like, okay, can we can we get down there and save him before he drowns right. or whatever kind of yeah. thing. So it adds a little layer to the storytelling. That's really cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, GI Joe is 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 like American anime. I mean, they kind of kept true. with a lot of the same themes, um, the characters, you know, the 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 way that it was drawn, you know, it was kind of different at the time for how it was drawn. And, and um, like I said, the, the different characters, like you get that in anime, you get the real character development for everybody. And, and I do think that a lot of the main characters had episodes where they were kind of featured. Um, and even on the Cobra side, they had ones where people were, were still going strong. Yeah. Yeah. Sonic, it's definitely still going on. Like it is, it's up to like seven, eight hundred some episodes, something like that. Rob, you're you're definitely oh shit <laughs> for a long haul here. For that's what I'm telling you. Like yeah, yeah. My friend was like, hey, just start watching it. You can catch up to me. And he was on already on like episode six hundred. <laughs> like yeah, there's no yeah. way. I'll try. I'll see you in ten years. Yeah, yeah. I'll <laughs> just watch funny. the new episodes with you whenever you're yeah. watching them. It's it's yeah. cool. Uh, I'll catch up. That's pretty funny. Do you think Jay Joe? would get canceled if the cartoons came back. Like you're looking at the native American, like stereotypical guy here. And there's you know several stereo stereotypical 
stereotypical characters, easy for me to say. Uh, do you think you'd have to rewrite or leave some guys out? Probably. I think, of course, like the stereotypical guys might get get booted out, but you can keep some of the same ones. You know, like uh, like I said, it was empowering for women back yeah. in the day, yeah. and 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 if it wasn't for GI Joe, we wouldn't have gotten GI Jane yeah. with, with Demi Moore. You know, and, and even more like that's what I don't get. It's like it, it has to be because of the war aspect and the army aspect of this that, and and the possibility of like killing people and they're not just lovely creatures and stuff like that. Like, <laughs> right. It's so empowering for women. Like you get, like I said, Lady J, you get uh, you get Scarlet. I mean, you even have the Baroness on the other side who is a strong woman. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like people are infatuated with uh, La Reina de Sor you know, the queen of the South type show. What does that chick do? She's like a huge <laughs> drug baroness and, and people yeah. love her. And it, it's, it's, I feel like it didn't quite get the, the, the play it did. I mean, April is this huge famous character in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. What did she do? Nothing. She real. was a reporter. That, I mean, reporter, like, with them, you know, ate some pizza. They, she was, she was like the guy in the mighty, mighty boss tones that just stands on stage and dances all day. He doesn't add anything to the concert, to the music, or anything. He's just there for aesthetics. That's a great reference, by the way. I don't know if anybody's <laughs> going to catch that. but <laughs> Well, I, I so this is this is a uh, non sequitur. Uh, so I went to a Real Big Fish concert in Charlotte, um, and they played uh, Turn the Radio Off. It was like the, the anniversary, and they played it from like start to finish. But they mm-hmm. left like the popular songs out to play for the encore. And one of the bands that, that uh, opened for them was the Masked Intruders. Um, and they're like this uh, punk... Uh, punk band or they wear they wear masks they like they have a, a like a security guard like their parole officer that comes out with them on stage and he does the same kind of thing that the mighty mighty boston's guy does right when he's in his police uniform well i was up front and he gets down and he comes to each and every individual person and like i'll go do stuff by myself so i went to the show by myself and like he's turning around to people in the audience in the front row and he's like tapping his back like, like, do you want to get on my back? I'll give you a ride kind of thing. Right. So he gets to me and I'm just like, you know what? Like, like, fuck it. You only live once, Rob. Let me do this. Right. So he taps the back. I'm like, hell yeah. He puts me on his back and he runs through the mosh pit with me on his back. Like, just like people are trying to knock him down. He runs, he drops me back off at the spot. Now this is where it was really weird because uh, later on in the show, he gets up on stage and he pulls off his uniform and he's got nothing but a banana hammock on. Um, so, so there I was. I was like, "Oh Jesus!" I was I was riding this cop's back, and he's just got a banana hammock on. But he's totally not part of the band. Not he's just there for aesthetic. He's just there for, for the show, and that's that's how I feel like it was. That's really cool. I mean, where else is a fish concert could that? Could well, that? no, it was a real big fish concert. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to piss off the fish fans. Yeah, don't piss off the Trey. Don't Trey Anastasio. Those guys, they work really hard. You don't want to piss off piss off the fish audience there. Um, the yeah, United I, Sky here. Uh, yeah, at the RTW bad. Rewind. Uh, Candace Spaceman wants to know: Did your GI Joes have the Kung Fu action grip button in the back, so the fist clenches, or was that only on the six million dollar man doll? I don't think they had. I, well, I didn't play with the 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 Ken dolls that would have had the the one that was. Uh, touted as having the kung fu grip uh mine i liked because again going back to the articulation and the models i think they were really the first action figure that they came with the display little pad for you to actually have them like posed um on your shelf right um and and most kids again they played with them i'm sure there are adult collectors out there like in the 
the eighties and stuff like that, that were posing them and putting them on their shelf. But how many, again, how many of the toys at that time came out with something for you, like the little stand for you to be able to put under their foot so mm-hmm. that you could, you could pose them and put them on your shelf and stuff like put the weapons in like snake eyes hands and like have him like posed ready to roll, you know? No, you're right. I mean, they did a fantastic job with creation um, of those. And I wish, I wish more companies or, you know, more franchises would have had that attention to detail. Um, because that was an cool awesome product. Yeah. Well, it's like when the, when the Hasbro WWE figure or WWF figures came out, like some of them had like movable arms or like, you know, Macho Man did an elbow or fucking like, you know. What the, was it? The I think the Ultimate Warrior. Which one was the, or Brutus the Barber was spring loaded? Like you'd yeah. press him down and he would like spring ro- load. And I think, I think I still might have like a ravishing Rick Rude. He put him in the, the headlock and you just move his arm back and he would just like, <laughs> like punch. Yeah. Like, I mean, those were still fun. Even though mm-hmm. they didn't have all the articulation, but it's 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 not the same. Like you know, you you want to replicate wrestling. You you want it to be real. You know, like you want it to the, the play sets. I mean, you, we we haven't even really touched on like yeah, we've just talked the figures the whole entire time. I mean, like the turtles had a lot of vehicles, and I had like the Terradrome. I had the sewer play set. Um, I had like the the turtle vehicle, but I, I also had like the GI Joe vehicles, like the helicopter and the airplane, um, some of the smaller cars and vehicles that they, that they had. I mean, they had such a wide assortment of stuff, but the money generated by this stuff, imagine like, all right, now you got the toys. Now you got to get the vehicles. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they threw in like Cobra characters with, yeah, some of you get too. characters with them sometimes too. And they'd be exclusive. Uh, Cause that would be the only way that you could get it. Like, uh, like if you wanted like a certain beachhead, you'd have to buy it with the, the aquatic vehicle that came with it. <laughs> right. No different than Barbies or anything like that. Like I want the Barbie dream house and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, that's why, I mean, back in the day it was a money printing machine because especially around Christmas time, when you tell your parents, I got to have this, I got to have that. Get the and Toys R Us catalog and start circling everything. Here's catalog, going to Toys R Us. Like, dude, I remember walking to Toys R Us as a kid. And it was just fucking massive. And I'm like, I couldn't take it all in. Like, it was just amazing. It was like the coolest thing that ever happened. Like just walking around the aisles is dumbfounded with my mouth hanging on the floor. Like <laughs> grandma's 20 bucks went a long <laughs> way back then too. Cause you could get it. it least, yeah. They were like $5 a figure. Usually anywhere between like five to $7 for a figure. So you, you get 20 bucks. You're walking out of there with like maybe a small vehicle or, <laughs> or you go with the, the double buy. Like you get like two GI Joes and a turtle. You know, it just depends on what you what what your mood was that day, because um, I definitely again the turtles they came out with the wrestling turtles, the magician turtles. Like they had so many different, like they 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 slapped on a new coat of paint on all the turtles to try to come out with different ones. And I they they really didn't do that with the GI Joe toys. That was a that was another thing. You pretty much got like these are the characters. This is what you're gonna get, kind of thing. You didn't yeah, get too much deviation. There's 300. Yeah. Of them. I mean, what are you gonna do? Like, <laughs> the fucking toy makers, like, we're not making any more of these. Fucking, I'm not, so nope. tired of making these GI Joes. I'm not. That's uh, but that's yeah. uh, 300 of them. But we really <laughs> there was only like five or six main characters that you yeah, saw. Yeah, I mean, you couldn't find them all either. I mean, can you just imagine that? Like being a collector and trying to find them all. Like you probably could now on eBay or Amazon or whatever, and try to like you know, or, you know, Craigslist or try to find old stuff like that. But as a kid, you know, if you saw it, you had to get it because you don't know if you're ever going to see it again. Yeah. It might be there again. So, yeah. And we didn't have the internet either to be able to search right. for this stuff. Like you, you might find it at a yard sale 
or if you know when they had thrift stores because i don't think goodwill was as big back then as it is now uh with with all that thrift shopping like you might catch it at a flea market like that was your best bet going on the weekend like six o'clock in the morning first thing and catching the guy you know pulling the stuff out of the truck for the retro toys or or like i live in raleigh um so the state fairgrounds um are right here like i mean it's the capital so we've got like the state farmers market and the state fairgrounds always has has guys out there selling toys if you go out on a friday saturday or like a saturday afternoon or a sunday morning they the guys lined up and they have all these old toys and i just kind of peruse through them and see if i happen to find something you know like i'm sure they've been picked over numerous times and 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 all the good stuff's gone because i'm sure he's he knows his his prices on those things but you know, who who knows? You might find like something that he missed or, or or even just, you know, Matt Schaffer told me one time about the Funkos. Just collect what you want to collect. Mm-hmm. Like, don't sit there and be like, oh, I got to go get this two thousand dollar toy. No, collect the nice ones that you like. And and they might go up in price at one point in time or they, you know, somebody might have that same nostalgia and spend a thousand dollars on it. And then the, right. the thing you spent 50 cents on is now worth a thousand bucks. You know, you, I mean, you never know. Yeah, I, I hope Funkos keep their their value because you know, like Beanie Babies never did back in the day. Like my dad bought like a thousand of those fucking things, thinking he's going to cash in later on. Uh, now they're not worth shit. So yeah, they might though. You never know because again, like the nostalgia for those. Back. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. nostalgia for those later on. I mean, I was listening to this gaming podcast, and they talk a lot about like retro games. And the guy was talking about with COVID, the price of PlayStation Three games like an xbox 360 games like if you just you could get them for so cheap just several months before covid but then because you it the hardware you can't get playstation 5 so now people are downgrading and getting a a solid playstation 3 which they're still really good machines you can still get a lot of like play a lot of really solid games off of it and they're selling copies of these games for double what they were when when they bought them brand new like it it you never know. And so now that's got me looking like, all right, maybe I should start buying like a lot of these next gen consoles, getting geared up for the next 10 years to like have this giant collection of like uh, Xbox One and PlayStation 4 games uh, just whenever the next pandemic hits or whenever like, you know, the, the next VR PlayStation is where it's, oh, I want to play the old one where I can put the game in, not the one where they implanted in the back of my skull. <laughs> that's true. Uh, and actually, I wish I'd have known that because I still have a whole fuck ton of like, uh, PS1, PS2 games. I got three. Six. I still, I still play my Xbox. I would check. Uh, I'm gonna check eBay. You might have some gems. Like there was mm-hmm. one of the games they were talking about was this game called Puppeteer, and yeah. it was just a a crappy game. You could get it for like five, ten dollars at like a GameStop, and then all of a sudden it just. And then there was like a Sony Networks, which was like a a combination game. It had a bunch of terrible, crappy Sony games on it, and it shot up in price because it's a collection. Oh man, that see, and that's the thing too. Like the memory cards, it's so yeah. hard to build computers now because your graphics yeah. cards are like. Um, I'm lucky; I have a gigabyte motherboard, and they actually went back and allowed you to upgrade your motherboard um, so that you could put newer firmware on it. But mm. I've never like. There's a process in having to actually upgrade your motherboard, and they're like, you have to do each firmware before you can go on to the next one. And if your power goes out or your internet drops, if you're not doing it through a USB, you could erase your whole motherboard. But if I upgraded it to the, the, the um, most current BIOS that they have, I could run 
better some of these newer processors and not necessarily have to buy a motherboard um you know i could run some of the newer processors and some of the newer um video cards mm-hmm. or even some of the more powerful ones that you can still find out there on the market uh pretty cheap and i, did, I wish i had known about the computer part stuff bef- before i got rid of my old computer because i i had a couple of power supplies and some an old graphics card that could still run final fantasy 14 like it was at the time when 14 came out it was still yeah. up to date to be able to run that game and and i just took it to the dump because it had sat outside for so long yeah yeah that sucks i had somebody custom build mine he gave me a, a geforce gtx 1070 um which uh yeah it runs pretty well and i mean i I haven't needed to upgrade it. I mean, it still runs perfect. The fucking computer lights up right away. I stream on Twitch all the time. So it's like, if I had to upgrade it, I probably wouldn't know how. <laughs> That's why I had somebody well, build it for me. A lot of times, too, like like this one that I got, I got it. It's a it's a cyber power. And a cyber power is kind of like the pre-built ones that you can get at Walmart or whatever. And right. the only thing I've had to do to upgrade it is give it more RAM. Yeah. And, and I was, because I would try to do Adobe and stuff like that, and it would crash. And ever since I gave it more RAM, I can run blue stacks. Um, I can run a lot more stuff. And it's just like I said, if I really wanted to upgrade it, I just figure out how to update the, the BIOS. And, and I pretty much have can keep the same computer as long as the motherboard and the processor stay, stay good. Because that's what happened to my last computer. I think the processor died on it and it just would not. It was done after that. And I was not in a position to be able to. To, to spend money on it, so to speak. Yeah. Well, you saw MSG took a leap over to the dark side and got himself a Mac. So I have for production. That's what I heard. Uh, but I've, I've never been an Apple fan. Like I use Macs Not in either. school. Like in high school, we had, you know, that they had all Macs. So I, I learned how to use it back then. But, you know, whenever I had any home computers, it was always, you know, an IBM compatible PC. My, my dad was um, a Radio Shack employee it, slash manager it, for over 30 years. Yeah. Um, so we've always been around electronics. I've had computer PCs my whole entire life. Like even the, like all the way all back to old school stuff. Like I, I remember prodigy internet in like 94, yeah. 95, like when it first started and everything, like we were kind of at the top because he worked at radio shack and, uh, and I never, I I'll use the fiends Mac and I'm just like, so how do I do this? Where do I go? What do I press? Like yeah. what buttons? Like, I feel like, uh, um, I feel like I'm in Zoolander and I'm just like the files are in the computer and I'm just slapping the top of the laptop like Margaret, yeah. <laughs> or how do I do this that's how I am with iPhones like I've always had an Android like I've never bought an iPhone I don't care to buy an iPhone but uh, yeah I, I'm the same way it's, it's funny how you're either on one side or the other it's the same with video games either you're an Xbox guy or you're a Sony guy you know, either, I switched I was you- an Xbox guy I was diehard Xbox a Halo Halo 1 is probably one of the best, like, never having played that game and having only heard people play it, the first time I got my Xbox, put it in, sat down, and you crash land on this planet, mm-hmm. and you can just look around, and you don't even know what to do. They don't even tell you what to do. You're just, it's like <laughs> Minecraft. Yep. They just put you out there, and, like, there's aliens, and you just start to kill them, and you're just like, I think this is the way I'm supposed to go. Like, that experience is why I loved Xbox for so long, and then... Me too. And then all my friends had PlayStation 4, so I ended up switching to PlayStation 4s. I bought a PS4. I just hardly ever played it. I think I bought it for like the Heavy Rain like series. There's a trilogy of games that I liked. It was like Heavy Rain, Detroit Become Human, uh, and I forgot what the third one was. Oh, and I, I wanted to get it for when The Last of Us 2 came out because I love the first game. But 
No, I, I'm still an Xbox guy. I haven't bought a Series X or an S yet, but I I will once they're you know once they're more in- available. Yeah, and they put all the fucking bugs out. Like I don't ever buy first or second gen. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when they come out with the 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 Series X Lite, that's going to be more powerful and cheaper than the the current one that's out right now. Wow, that's crazy. Like, I mean, then think about it though. With what we were talking about with the price of games, think about yeah. it now that the Switch Lite is a thing. Just think if you got the original Switch with the dock, you know sure. that that thing's probably going to be worth something one day because it, you people. People are going to be so used to the Switch Lite now, yeah, and they're so those are so hard to find. I mean, think about during the COVID. True, literally, Target would have written on a dry erase board out front: "We do not have alcohol. We don't have toilet paper. We don't have Nintendo Switches." <laughs> like, True. People's priorities during the, the pandemic. There's a lot of third-party retailers selling them through Amazon and Walmart, like third-party. They were selling them for like five, six, seven, eight hundred, even a thousand dollars. I was like, holy fuck! I I still love mine, so I, I could. Oh yeah, I I took it on the train with me when we rode to New York. So like when my phone right. died, I just pulled it out and I just start playing the, the the emulation games, which I do hate Nintendo for kind of killing the emulator emula, emulator market with the ROMs and stuff like that. But I, I get it. They're using your IP and all that stuff, and and some of those guys are dumb for trying to monetize those websites. Like, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, yeah, for sure, I, dude. We could talk video games all night too. Like, we should definitely get back for a video game show because I know I know Matt's trying to corner the market on that with Adam, but uh... <laughs> you you do the video games just as well. Like, I, I yeah, I I was a huge like video game person growing up. Like that, I, like playing Nintendo, playing Dragon Warrior. Just play, just going back, like that was my first. Well, I mean, even before that, like I said, my dad was at Radio Shack, so we had like uh, my brother posted a tweet the other day about it, like one of the original, like kind of like computer, like video game things that they had. I can't remember what it's called, but like we had, we were brought up on that. Like I yep. was, I was telling Bello, I was playing this game uh, called Conflict, uh, the Middle East. It's like uh, you're you're Israel, and you basically have to. Uh, take out the countries that border you um, and you can use military means you can use like uh, political means like coups and 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 pay and helping the insurgents and stuff like that to kind of collapse the government but you have to like work around geopolitical tensions you have the united nations you have uh if you if you're like very warmongering the u.s will cut off aid and then you can only buy like your military stuff from like the black market Wow. Like you can develop nuclear programs, and like this was one of those big floppy disks mm-hmm. computer games, and I'm like eight years old, like playing, like playing, like learning geopolitics about <laughs> Israel, like not really knowing anything about. Uh, games are amazing. It's they just, really are. Like the stuff that they come up with, like yeah. that sounds badass, dude. I would love to play that. You can like, find it. Um, I you can find it. Um, I think like one of those online emulators mm-hmm. if you just type in like conflict in the middle east i was like i said i showed Bello the game the other day and we were talking about it like you can you can find it online um yeah. and play it on like one of those websites like because uh like free civ i used to play a lot of civilization yeah they have free civ you can go find like the first civ civilization on on like a like a free share type of thing that's really cool that's really cool yeah i would i would definitely take a deep dive into that are you I a fan of rts style games yeah yeah, um, I like pretty much all games. Really, there's but. one that I found on like a flash drive. It's called Battle Battle for West Noth. Uh, let me see if I can share it with you. I want to show it to you before you go. It's pretty cool. It's very like the 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 graphics aren't anything special. 
but the way that it like it's a it's a hexagonal like rts style game um and uh you you carry your characters over so like um you want to try to like level up certain characters so that you can um carry them over for like the next games like you want your cleric to like heal up so that your cleric can be like the the healer um some of these pictures like it's it's really cool like and the the different terrain gives Mm -hmm. you like certain um aspects and like gives you plus and minuses like they have elf care elven characters knight characters like ghoul characters yeah um if you if you're like a knight ranger uh as one of the elves when you go in the the trees you basically like become invisible to other units like it's it's really very interesting for like a, a game that i found on a flash drive and it's free like right, it's free yeah. for you to download and go out and play and it's 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 amazing i i i play it on like once once or twice a month i'll get in and yeah. just deep dive just play the hell out of a campaign i'm gonna have to check it out like the original like game i played like that um was on the intellivision it was called utopia i mean this is like pre-nintendo like old old shit like coleco you know like the old early 80s stuff and there was two islands and you could pick which side you want to be on. Didn't matter. Um, you could plant crops. You can plant. You can build schools. You can build houses and all that. And you're kind of building just your own little country. Well, you would have uh, insurgents come in and try okay. to yeah. take over your shit. Um, you had rainstorms that would come through and they'd water your crops and you'd earn money from that, so you can buy more stuff. Um, they had like hurricanes come through and destroy your fucking. It's just it's just basic little symbols on the fucking screen. But I mean. You know, you had sounds like a, a Sim City before Sim City ever was like a thing. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Just you know, basic graphics, but it was it was pretty fucking cool to try to you know beat the game. And I don't even know how you could beat the game. It just it kept like <laughs> the it cycles like, over. Yeah, it would have like five minute rounds. It would just, just keep going over and, over and over and over again. But I mean, it was that was you know the, basically like an original RTS game where you know this shit's coming. You got to like move your fucking stuff out of the way because the hurricane's coming. So like it yeah. was. It was pretty cool. It was really cool like that. So, I mean, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of like any kind of games. My dad was a gadget guy. You know, like your dad growing up, he always had to have you know, the latest gadgets or the latest video games, whatever. So we yeah, had, we had uh, stereo setups, mm-hmm. beta and v- I think my dad still has a beta max that he uses for his security <laughs> system. Like he'll, yeah. he'll pop, pop the video in. It's the quality. You, you mm-hmm. get better quality of the intruder when they're trying to break into your house with the Betamax than you do with the VHS. <laughs> That's so funny. We're not making porno here. We're, we're trying right. to catch intruders. I need quality. That's so cool. Yeah, you know, actually, um, I do miss Radio Shack because where else could you go to get, like, the most ridiculous kind of, like, cords or fucking shit? That they changed it, felt. too. Like, when, yeah. when they went to for, away from computer parts to being more like a Best Buy and selling cell phones. Yeah, true. that was their demise. They They basically became a cell phone company. Yeah. Like, where else can I go and get like an ohm connector for my fucking like Atari or shit like that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> pretty much. He helped carry that shit. So, Radio Shack literally had everything. And, uh, uh fun story. Um, my dad, uh, one of the Radio Shacks that he, he, what he worked at in Gastonia, um, the organ player for Iron Butterfly lived in the area and mm. came into my dad's store and put the organ like played the organ on the Casio keyboard and recorded the organ part for Inagata de Vida. Oh wow. Like in the store and and like my I used to go to the store a lot when like my dad would work he might take us up there we'd go hang out play with the toys and he was like yeah somebody I think erased over it I'm pretty sure that kid might have been me 
not knowing what what it was but like oh. like that sounds really cool but i'm gonna do something else and it'd be like bing, bong, bruh, bruh, bruh. <laughs> just me just hanging on the banging on the keys <laughs> this destroyed art great art with my terrible oh. shitty art that's rough yeah i remember like having a texas instruments ti 994a where i first learned how to code like they had basic codes and shit that they would teach you and i there was one code where you can just you put in the code and whatever you know phrase or sentence you put out and it would just run it over and over down the screen up and down the screen it would just loop and so i went to one of the radio shacks in the mall and they had one on display out front so I put in like, um, I like poop or whatever. Like I was like seven, eight years old. <laughs> and then it would just scroll up on the screen. Anybody who walked by would see it. So like, <laughs> do I miss the old days? With, oh, yeah. That, yeah. Put boobs on there and just have it 8008S yeah. and just have yeah. it scroll over. Yeah. But, uh, good stuff. We're, we're definitely have to get back and, and do like a, you know, a video game or, you know, uh, computer show or some shit like that. What did you just like, say to me? <laughs> Yeah, pal. <laughs> well, I know we kind of uh, got off subject here, but I mean, how much can you really talk about GI Joe? And you know? yeah, and again, because like I said, it it's not as big as as the, the the turtles and stuff was, and and I I I'm one of those fans that asked that question, like why why yeah. is this like unless there's just this silent underground of like fans? Uh, yeah, I yep. Sometimes the parents like, would have to step in and be like, "No, you're not trading that game," because they they knew that you were about to rip their kid off. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Like I loved when my best friend would come over with like his case of games, and you'd have like twenty or thirty games. I'm like, oh, I, didn't, I didn't play yes, that. I yet. will trade you this terrible game for your bomber man, please. Yeah, I, right. I will yeah. take it. <laughs> oh man, hey, I appreciate you being here, dude. Uh, oh, thank you, Rob. Thank you for having me. Uh, I I could talk to you all day. You you have such a smooth voice. Thank you, uh, thank you. I appreciate uh, that. That's that's that sure SM7B that you're listening to right now. I almost looked up to a, looked yeah. up to a roadcaster. I don't have the cloud lifter like Stevie, but my <laughs> voice is damn sexy. It is. It really. Then you is. shouldn't have said it. <laughs> yeah, I almost bought the sure, uh, but I thought, man, they're just they're over marketing it. It's always on fucking Facebook ads and shit. I'm like, I'm just yeah, go. I see it all over the place. I'm gonna go with the roads, and then I, I bought a road. Point. NT, which was a USB. When I bought the Roadcaster, I didn't know that you couldn't use USB with it. I'm like, oh, fuck me. I just bought this microphone. Uh, and I love that microphone, too. But uh, I ended up buying the... I asked Stevie for advice, and he said, oh, just get the RoadPod mic. I'm like, all right. That's- it sounds good. Your mic sounds great. Like, it's yeah. it's it's awesome. Like, that, that's the one thing about the Shure, is it works better when you're, like, really right just up right it. up on it and stuff. And I have I have a boom mic hanger. So it's harder for me to get it like right up, right up, right up on it. And then you can really just adjust the faders. Oh, yeah. yeah. They use a lot of these in the professional world. Like I see a lot of them on stage. They'll have the straight stand like going straight up to the person's mouth for them to yeah. talk into it. But I'm used to like a dynamic mic where I, I can sit off it a little bit. Like I went to broadcasting school and they they tell you to, you know, about this far away from the mic is where you want to be at and everything. But. I mean, my first mic was a $20 Behringer. That thing sounded awesome for 20 bucks. <laughs> I actually have a friend. I don't know what the model is, um, but he has like a Radio Shack mic, like just a stand. I think it is even put out by Radio Shack. And he's like, I've had this shit for 15, 20 years. He's like, it's still the best sounding fucking mic I've ever they had. Make, they made some great stuff. If Radio Shack slapped its name on it, it was usually really good. Like Tandy, Tandy Corporation knew what they were doing. Yeah. And then they just, they had bad management. <laughs> 
there's actually uh, one Radio Shack that I know of that's still left, and it's I forgot where in Alabama it is, but we were driving to Panama City Beach on vacation a few months ago, and we were in the middle of fucking nowhere in rural Alabama, and there was a, still a fucking Radio Shack open. Dude, Shoney's disappeared off the face of the earth, and I I yeah. lived in Oxford, Alabama for like six months, and there was a Shoney's that was still up and running in Oxford, Alabama. So like maybe maybe Alabama's where old uh, stores go to die. Like if you had a favorite <laughs> store, like you, you go to Alabama, there's still a Toys R Us there. Right, like, right. Uh, but no, Radio Shack had franchises. So like mm-hmm. a lot of the ones that you still see, like at the beach, uh, you know, we'd frequent Myrtle Beach a lot, and they would have a lot of the lot like the the you would see like a radio shack like franchise there was like a certain thing that they had on the board so that you knew that it wasn't necessarily a, a real radio shack like a corporate owned radio shack but right. those they owned the store and the name and everything like that so they could still stay open so there is the chance that there are still some radio shacks that guys were business savvy and, and pivoted you know, if you if you repair stuff, if you do that type of stuff for people, you're always going to have people coming back. You got to learn to diversify. True. But I mean, where do you get your your new products from? I mean, if you don't have a distributor, right? Well, no, I'm sure you can find one. I'm sure there's plenty in China. China, there's plenty of distributors in China. Like Amazon, you can buy so much of the USB cables and stuff cheap. That's true. There's all kinds of stuff now. Yeah, it, it just turned to the Internet. You got to you got to kind of find your own own distributor. But. I, th- I think, like you said, I think you're trying to wrap up the show, Rob. So let's uh, let's <laughs> take it home. Like you said, we could continue to talk all night. Like the fiend's giving me evil eyes here, and now she's the <laughs> now she's the fiend, Dante. And uh, yeah, like it. it's like it. <sighs> well, yeah, I, I do. I, I I this show always goes off the fucking rails. Like anybody that's ever listened to this show, I never stay on point or on topic. You know, I'm I'm so fucking flighty. Yeah, you know? I'm old. That's you how know, I was with the ridiculously yeah. random podcast. Like I I don't really prepare for a lot of the stuff like i will i will but it's like if i had no enough like like the nostalgia part like i don't i'm not like a mark for gi joe i just remember the nostalgia what i remember from from my childhood my opinions about it i'm not like like a a a gi joe historian that's going to come hit you over well well in 1982 hasbro started doing this and then they came up with the development of duke i mean yeah there's important you can learn a lot of stuff like that but that was that was i had better things to do but i mean everybody else can cover that you know what i mean like we just want bullshit and talk about stuff that we like if you want to get deep in it get deep in it that's like like we'll just cover i'm like i love being a surface guy and and you you get to dive as deep as you want uh you know we we might pique your interest on something you might be like you know what colin and rob were right i'm gonna go check out uh gi joe i'm gonna go watch some old episodes on hasbro's youtube channel and and i'm gonna remember the great psas of these guys saving these young kids you know stopping robberies and and keeping kids from doing drugs you know it's it's all positive here isn't that what everybody wants isn't that what the 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 new new culture is all about is being positive and inclusive no, and, yeah, and equality and equity. You get that with GI Joe. That's right. And you get you're, guns, everybody. Yeah, and you get guns. Yeah, and you get guns. True. Uh, Colin, where can we find you on social media and uh, give everybody your plugs and where they can where can they find you? Oh list? well, thank you, Rob. You can find me on Twitter at Colin Weissong, on Facebook at Colin Weissong. Uh, I do have an Instagram. I don't use it all that much, but it's also at Colin Weissong. There's a theme here. I'm like the, I'm like opinion haver, where he just kind of kind of tries to corner the market on everything opinion haver. Like I, I think I convinced him to open up a grinder and just get the opinion haver name and just log off so he can have it. He's the collector of, of tags. Um, but uh, you can find me on the impact attack with at opinion haver. That's the vet 
Um, we record, we go live Fridays around 10 o'clock uh, due to work schedules. And uh, usually it gets dropped that Saturday morning. If you want to listen to that, uh, we'll be covering both um, uh, the pay-per-view and the show this week. Um, our poor Moose. We love Moose. Moose is awesome, and he didn't beat Kenny Omega. There were shenanigans involved, and, and I'm sure the, the vet is very upset about that because we love Moose. And uh, you can find me on the A-Show with uh, April Hunter and Aaron Stevens. I have to thank uh, Ben Hameen for allowing me um, uh, an infidel such as myself to be able to work with uh, uh, the intellectual savior, uh, Damian Sandow or Aaron Stevens, uh, current NWA tag team champion and the beautiful, the lovely, the smart, the, she is, she is highly intelligent. April Hunter. Um, you might actually catch her on a couple shows with Billy Ray Valentine coming up, uh, doing some conspiracy stuff. Like she, she, there's a lot to her besides her big boobs. Yeah. Um, there's, there's a lot more to April Hunter and, and, and she's just trying to get that out there. And we have so much fun on the A show. We, we don't, we talk about wrestling a little bit, um, but we try not to, uh, we try to talk a lot of other things and try to do something different. Um, cause you know, it's the, the, the podcast market is, is enriched with, with Mark's doing wrestling shows, dirt sheets, doing wrestling shows, and then actual wrestlers, uh, doing wrestling shows. And I would rather listen to Ben Hameen, Stevie uh-huh. Richards and Vince Russo talk about wrestling than I would uh, a David Bixen span or a Sean Ross Sapp or any of these other dirt sheet writers out here, uh, talking about wrestling. Cause you know why? They haven't, they haven't done it. They haven't been in the ring. That's right. That's what matters to me most. That's right. Fuck those guys. Especially yeah. Sap. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I had him on the show. <laughs> he's actually nice to me. But... <laughs> no, he seems really cool. He seems he cool. Is, but I, he's an SJW. I had, I had a, a, a guy, when they did the releases, I had a guy actually comment back to me because I heard there's more releases. And we have our own William Alicia who right. reports. And this guy was like, oh, well, I didn't see Sean Ross Sapp say anything about it. SRS didn't say anything about it. And it's like, so he's the only one. I, I think I tweeted this back to him. Like, so he's the only one with connections to the WWE. Like, yeah. he's the authority. <laughs> like, yeah. he's the he's the new Meltzer. Like, like yeah, they're yeah. not feeding him fake information. Like, come on, man. Although, unlike Meltzer, who only likes AEW New Japan, like, SRS likes everything. I mean, he'll, he'll do anything for a dollar. So, anyway, so uh, moving on. Uh, you guys can follow me on Twitter at RadRobGaming. Check me out on Twitch, twitch.tv slash RadRobGaming. I stream every Tuesday night and Saturday night, 6 p.m. Central, 7 Eastern, 5 Pacific, midnight fucking GSP. Put, put a nice hour and 15 minutes on that uh, watch time for you there. <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Um, fuck was I talking about? Oh, yeah. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, at RadRobGaming. I also have a YouTube channel uh, at RadRobGaming or YouTube.com slash RadRobGaming. I'm a retro gamer, so if you want to check out old school stuff, check me out. Uh, and you can hear my other podcast, RTW Main Event, that drops every Thursday. Uh, it's the show where me and the Ocho uh, just kind of, we barely talk wrestling. Kind of like they do on the A show, we decided we're just going to fucking bullshit for an hour and a half. And it's the most ridiculous Sometimes it's hour and a half you could, you could spend. So check that out anywhere podcasts are found. Once again, Colin, thank you for being here, my friend. Thank you. Uh, definitely like to have you on again in the future. Uh, and thanks, everybody here on the HMG YouTube channel for hanging out and chat. We appreciate all you guys here, all of our loyal, faithful uh, viewers and listeners. Uh, the audio version will drop uh, this Sunday, anywhere podcasts are found, or on the HMG affiliate feed. So anything you miss here, you can replay the video, or you can listen to the audio. So thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Can I yes, tease a, a possible return? Maybe we talk basketball or orgasmo next time I come on the show. 
Ooh, cliffhanger, bitches. That's right. Thanks, guys. We appreciate your support. We'll see you on the next one. Thank you for listening to this episode of RTW Rewind. For all the latest news and announcements, please follow us on Twitter at RTW Brand. You can also follow Rad Rob at Rad Rob Gaming. You've been listening to RTW Rewind exclusively here on HMG on Realm and the Rad Rob Radio Network.